The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In this economy, are you making the money you could be making? Welcome to High Yield with your hosts, Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds. The old ways don't work anymore, so let Frank and Dave help you find new high-yielding opportunities. You can start by tuning in for the next hour. Now, here's Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds. Welcome to High Yield, the show that's devoted to exploring new paths to success in a troubled America. And today we're going to be going over the recreational vehicle park, also known as the RV park, that type of business, and see how that can be a winning concept for the right investor. RV parks are, you know, a very unusual niche in that, you know, most investors never even really thought about them. You know, we've, we're, we're going to show you, uh, you know, today, you know, how the industry works, what makes a you know, winning RV park from a losing losing RV park. You know, how to evaluate RV parks, how to finance RV parks, as well as you know, briefly how to operate an RV park. You know, what the daily life of the RV park investor may look like. Um, just basically everything you would need to know to see if it's a high you know yield opportunity for you. But first, we're also going to discuss the history of the industry, the forces at play to make this a potential winning investment for the right type of person, and all the odds and ends you need to know to. So on first blush, see if it might work for you. And we'll start off with, you know, what is an RV park? An RV park is basically, it's not a, not a whole lot. It's a, it's a piece of land that has uh, you know, RV, RVs on it. It traditionally has electricity, uh, water, sewer, uh, normally some type of amenity, although it doesn't have to have, but it's basically anything that's dedicated to our RVs such that they can park and spend the night there. Uh, and the history of the RV park is kind of kind of fascinating. What, what it is is basically in the old days before there were motels, uh, if you had a car and you wanted to go somewhere, you would have to either sleep on the ground in a tent, which that ties to RV parks too, or a lot of the uh, wealthier Americans would build little trailers they would pull behind their cars. In fact, all the big names of the time, the Vanderbilts, the Rockefellers, they all had these trailers, and these trailers were made out of wood. They had mahogany interiors, brass fittings. They had sterling silver and crystal and china patterns with the trailer uh, emboldened on it. And they would travel across America like that, and when they were done driving for the day, they would pull over and stop, and their servants would camp around the uh, little trailer. And those trailers over time became the modern RV industry, uh, more and more Towns wanted to attract that kind of customer, which led the towns to themselves create these parking lots for these things. And a whole business was born, basically, out of nothing more than a modern man invention on how to house people driving driving across America. Uh, and, of course, the RV today, when we say RV, RV is really all-encompassing. It's more than just the recreational vehicle, which a lot of people assume is the, is the thing with a motor that can drive itself. It also includes 
you know, all the various pop-up, pop-up trailers, trailers, fifth wheels. You know, even even in the modern industry, folks who just want to camp, campsites, uh, people who want to rent cabins. Often RV parks have cabins today. So it's really everything where some people are out there enjoying the out-of-doors, enjoying travel, camping, and staying in somebody's piece of land, and that's what the RV park industry is. Right. So, you know, really, what are the different types of RV, RV parks? You know, you have several different types. You know, first is the you know, kind of the overnight type, you know, that's the RV park you see along the interstate, you know, where people are basically just stopping to, you know, rest for the night, you know, kind of like more like a, a motel, but, you know, just a, a quick stopover, you know, they're you know, in there at, you know, five or six at night and they're out of there at, you know, seven or eight in the morning and, you know, on to their destination. And so, you know, those are the, the, the most transient type of RV parks. And, um, you know, you know, it is one, you know, Really, probably the more popular, you know, probably the most RV parks out there are um, by far the overnight type. The next type of RV park would be more of like the destination RV park, and you know, this is what you would see in, you know, maybe in Yellowstone or you know, on a you know beach or something somewhere, you know, some destination place where you know people are actually going to the RV park as the destination, or they're going to stay there for you know, several nights or a week or, you know, you know, longer in some cases. And, you know, these type of RV parks are are the ones that have, you know, more amenities, you know, they'll have pools, clubhouses, you know, maybe a weekly gathering or, or a nightly gather, gathering and dinner and, you know, dancing and, you know, all kinds of stuff at nighttime, you know, just a lot of activities. So the RV park is more of the destination and people go there to, to uh, you know, to actually have their vacation. And yeah, the next type of RV park would be more of the uh, seasonal type, and you know the, you'll find these in Florida and you know other southern states like you know South Texas, Arizona, and you know these are the RV parks where people you know who live in the north you know go to the you know go to these RV parks in the south for the winter, and basically they go there and they're there the full winter, and uh, you know and and they're more of a you know, you know, just a real seasonal business, and you know, these RV parks typically have even more amenities because, you know, you know, people kind of get cooped up in their RV for the whole season, so they have to have you know, a clubhouse and you know, billiards and you know, craft rooms and you know, all, all those different types of things that you would see in a, uh, you know, for somebody that actually is basically going to live there and you know, not live inside their RV the whole time because they have to have activities outside of that. So the, you know those are really the the basic types. You know there's some you know combination types out there, but you know those are real basic types of RV parks that there that exist. Right, and uh, and the basics of how RV parks work they're fairly simplistic. At their most basic, someone brings in an RV, they they spend the night, they pay twenty dollars whatever the rent is per night for each space, and then they move on. And the revenue for the RV park is nothing more than those overnight or. Twenty dollars, uh, but in in some of the larger RV parks today, there's all kinds of income streams. There's the the folks doing just that, spending the night in pain. There's also often uh, these cabins that the RV park owns and rents out, kind of like hotel rooms. Some of those can be fairly pricey. I mean, up in up to two hundred dollars a night. Uh, there can be such items as a little store on property. Uh, there can be spaces that that RVs don't stay on, but in fact are camp, camp kind of campground spaces where people come and pitch their own tent. So, but but basically at the end of the day, what the RV 
park owner is doing is basically renting land or renting little little pieces of land on a nightly basis for people to come and use for their RVs. All right, and you know, you know, what are the forces that are really making this type of investment, you know, kind of attractive and hot out there? And the first one is, uh, you know, with all of the baby boomer, boomers retiring right now, was about ten thousand per day. I think I, we read in an article here recently. Right, and and that will continue on for the I think roughly a decade. So you've got ten thousand people a day. Uh, Retiring, and of course, a lot of those people, when they retire, are going to want to hit the road, either with an RV they already own or an RV that they're going to buy, and see the world and enjoy spending time with potentially their their spouse uh, out there out there on the road in their RV. So that you know, it's a very very large market every day that's being unleashed on kind of the retirement and how to spend your time. Industry and RVs will, you know, be a part of many of those people's plans. And the the uh, second second thing is, you know, there's there's a there's a lot of folks right now who are using their RVs simply from a from a cost saving standpoint. You know, I live here in southeastern Missouri, and a huge number of the uh, parents of my daughter's friends have have RVs, and they will use them all the time. I mean, they'll go out and take that thing out on the road. Some of them, uh, you know, two, two or three times a month, and the rationale is since they already own it, uh, they can basically go out anytime they want, anywhere they want, at a cost of roughly twenty to thirty dollars a night plus gas. Uh, which, if you compare that against the price of even, let's say, the Microtel Hotel in our area, which is about a hundred dollars a night, uh, obviously there, there's a huge cost savings. And in our, you know, recession we're in right now, that's that's a plus to a lot of people, for sure. One um, other item uh, is, I'm sure Dave sees this a lot, also in Colorado. You know, a lot of people these days who who can afford to stay at the nicest room at the Four Seasons Hotel, they want to do something different. You know, they I, I know one 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 couple uh, when they travel, they like to camp. Now, I mean, myself, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go on a Trip from point A to point B, lugging a uh, you know a tent and all the gear in the back of my car to camp. But that's what they do by choice. They they could afford to go any hotel they want, but they just like the out of doors. They like the campfire. They just like like that experience. And there's a lot of people like that. And as America has gotten more screwed up economically, a lot of people have also been more repelled by the materialistic culture of the U.S., and they're looking for a greener existence, and staying out in the great outdoors overnight is very appealing to a lot of those people. For sure. So, you know, what type of person, um, you know, do do RV parks uh, most suit? And, um, you know, know, I, I think, first of all, we could say, you know, RV parks are you know, typically not an uh, absentee-type investment. You know, you see a lot of, uh, you know, you know, apartments and mobile home parks and, you know, those type of commercial real estate investments, you know, typically are absentee-type investments. But typically in the RV park industry, you know, the the person that owns the RV park actually runs the RV park. You know, there are exceptions. There are, you know, some big companies that own a lot of RV parks out there. But, you know, the typical mom-and-pop type RV park is usually ran by, you know, mom-and-pop or, you know, whoever buys it and, you know, runs runs it. So, um, you know, who, who does the RV park industry, you know, 
typically suit, um, you know, first of all, would be somebody that, you know, likes to, you know, you know, get, gets along well with people because you're going to have a lot of different people coming in, you know, every night, you know, possibly it could be a whole new, uh, you know, slew of people that are staying at your RV park. So, um, you know, typically the most successful RV parks are the ones that, you know, have a great atmosphere, the, you know, people come in and, you know, get along well with the owners or the managers and, and they, you know, you know, talk, talk about, you know, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, they, they remember it and they come back, you know, year after year or you know, every month or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, just, there's a group of people out there who just, they, they really enjoy obviously working for themselves. They enjoy working in the out of doors. They enjoy having varied duties all day from being people, person, interacting with customers to repairmen, fixing things and working on the pool. But as Dave says, the, you know, the most successful owners of RV, RV parks that we've seen are folks who really, really just love the RV park industry and are very, very hands-on. So for, for most folks in RV park investing, it's not only about the returns monetarily, it's also about the returns from a lifestyle and, and the high yield that they get off their, off their life in the RV park industry. And uh, I think Dave, we're going to go to our first break here. Yep. But again, yeah, this is Frank Croft, well, Dave Reynolds, and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you are looking for the highest yielding niches in real estate, then go to Commercial Real Estate University at CREUniversity.com. This website is devoted to exploring the few niches of real estate that can still generate 20% plus returns on your money and offers you college-quality courses on how to locate, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around, and operate the hottest sectors of real estate today. Mobile home parks, billboards, RV parks, and self-storage. All of the materials are written and produced by Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds based on their experiences in over $150 million of real estate bought and sold. If you're looking for real estate investments that make more than low single digits, and if you're looking for 100% facts with no sales pitch, then go to CREUniversity.com or call 800-950-1364. That number again is 800-950-1364. Or visit the website at CREUniversity.com. The affordability gap in this country is considerable. There are simply not enough affordable places to live for the millions of lowest-income households. Jeff Mueller of Marcus and Millichap is one of the nation's top manufactured housing community brokers. As a specialist in the manufactured housing industry, please contact Jeff Mueller to help capitalize on the growing demand of affordable housing. Whether you're an investor looking to achieve double-digit returns or an owner considering expanding your position through a tax-deferred exchange, Jeff Mueller can help. Please call Jeff at 303-328-2049. That's 303-328-2049. Hi, I'm Kurt Kelly, President of Mobile Insurance. Mobile is a specialty investment property insurance agency. Parks, 
self-storage facilities, rental properties, commercial buildings. We offer the coverage you need, explained clearly, and low rates. Call us at 800-458-4320 or visit us at mobileagency.com because we understand how to insure investment properties. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to High Yield with Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds. If you have a question or comment about our program this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to frank.rolfe at gmail.com. Now, back to High Yield. Welcome back to High Yield, the show that's devoted to exploring new paths to success in a troubled America. They were going over a very, very unusual path, and that's the uh, path of investing and operating RV parks. And uh, I think we're now in this next segment going to discuss a little more specifically on RV parks. And I guess we'll lead off, uh, Dave, with the question, which is uh, what makes for a winning RV park? Right. Well, you know, a winning RV park, you know, is basically, you know, uh, you know, unlike uh, you know, some real estate where people are you know, out there apt to search it out, you know, location is very key. You know, you know, we're, we're, if you're talking about the overnight type of park, you know, you have to be in a key location where there's a lot of traffic coming through there, RV traffic as well. So, you know, if you're five miles off the interstate, that's probably not going to work too well. You need to be right, right there on the interstate or you know, real accessible. Yeah, kind of, kind of easy on, easy off, right, Dave? That's correct, right? Um, yeah. And you know, then you know, as far as you know, destination RV parks, you know, if you're you know, we use the example of uh, Yellowstone, but you know, if you're you know 15 miles off the beaten path and not where all the action is going on there, you know, you're going to have a hard time. So you have to be in the right destination, right, right location, um, you know, to, to actually have a successful business. So you know, first of all, you have to. You know, location is very, very key with an RV park. Yeah, I mean, I say this, uh, the, the, whether it's overnight or, or destination, it's kind of like the the lodging industry, right? Kind of like a hotel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, if you're if you're in a bad location, no matter how good a manager you are, or how bright you are, or how great a marketer you are, you can't do a darn thing about it. So, uh, sure. I guess the first first rule on winning RV parks is they've got a, a great location. With, without that, really, nothing else matters. Right, and then you know uh, another item that you know is, is important is you know you know many RV parks were built you know, 40, 50 years ago, and they were built for the, you know, the older RVs, you know, the 30-amp or 15-amp or, uh, you know, the smaller, you know, travel trailers and such. And so, you know, the with the new new modern RVs, you know, being as high as uh, 50 amps, you know, an electric, um, you, you need to have, you know, the upgraded equipment. You, know, you have to be able to accept these larger RVs and, um, you know, run their microwaves and TVs and, you know all, all those type of things, so you know that's important. You have to look at the infrastructure and make sure that it's uh, you know, able to handle um, the the newer you know rigs out there. And plus, you you need to look at the size of the RV lots. You know, many people with these bigger RVs um, they don't want to try to maneuver and back into little tiny spaces, um, uh, so they're you know, apt to damage you know damage their RV or just can't get in and out. So. 
you know, it's it's important to be able to support the, the size of the new uh, RVs as well. So, uh, you know, we could talk about, you know, you know, how to find an RV park. And, you know, the first thing would be, you know, is, you know, where, where do you find RV parks for sale? You know, first of all, there's a couple websites out there. One is uh, rvparkstore.com, and there's, you know, at any one time, there's probably four or 500 RV parks out there listed for sale. Um, and it's kind of a list of RV parks across the nation. Um, next place would be, would be uh, loopnet.com. Um, and they also have, you know, a couple hundred RV parks listed for sale at any one time. I guess another source, Dave, would be just parks you drive by on the road, right? What's that? And I guess another source would be just the RV parks you drive by on the road. Right, yeah, it'd be another place to, to do that. And then, you know, also you can, you can take it to, you know, take it further because there's a lot of RV park brokers out there that actually specialize in buying and selling RV parks. Um, so you can get on their list of um, because they don't typically always list all of their best RV parks um, out there on the internet because they always have a you know a slew of buyers that are looking for a certain RV park. So you know, make sure to get in with the RV park broker specialist, and you, know, you can take it to you know even further. You know if you were looking to buy an RV park in you know Colorado, you know you can get a list of RV parks. You, know, you go to RVParkStore.com and. You can get that list and, you know, make phone calls or, you know, send direct mails out or, or whatever you want to do. There's another way to, you know, find an RV park um, that could potentially be for sale. And then, like Frank said, also, you know, just driving by, you know, driving around and looking for them. Okay, let's talk for a minute about how, how to evaluate them. <clears throat> you know, it's very critical in any form of investment to have a happy ending. You've got to do great evaluation on the front end or that happy ending just will never happen. So, if you want to, if you want to have a successful investment, you've got to, on the front end, evaluate them correctly. Uh, there are some, there, there's a, there's a course on RVParkStore.com and uh, that that will give you, uh, you know, the insights on how to evaluate. But we'll just give you a quick, quick, few ideas on it here. <clears throat> the first thing is you've got, you've got to base your investment decision on on the, on the current operations. A lot of RV park sellers will want to show you what it could do. They'll want to tell you, you know, what 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 their revenue could be, but it's but it's not. And you have to base your decision based on what the current performance is. You can't look at what could happen because what could happen might not happen. So uh, the starting spot is, you know, you need to get the real numbers from the seller that are that are you know accurate and are based on what's really happening out there right now. For sure. And then, you know, you got, you have to take those numbers and then you have to make sure that those numbers include all of the items that you would have as, uh, you know, as the owner. You know, let's just suppose you were looking at this as an investment for, uh, you know, absentee type ownership where you're going to have to hire additional help because you don't have the, you know, the, the experience to, you know, let, let's say the current owner, you know, does all of the work himself, does all the plumbing, electrical, everything. And you don't have that experience. You're going to have to pay for that. So you have to input the numbers into that evaluation that you're going to have as an owner, and you know, make sure that you're looking at it that way, not just as the prior owner has done it. So that's very important. And you know, if you're going to be absentee, then you have to input numbers in there for you know the management of that RV park. Right, and a lot of a lot of the RV park numbers that David and I have seen over time, since the the owner is the active manager, they're they're very very low on the actual cost of labor. 
<clears throat> because, you know, what if you go to sell that RV park down the road to someone who doesn't want to be the on-site owner-operator, right? So, I mean, you're, you're not going to be able to find a manager who's going to work there and, and get the job done for $12,000 a year. For sure. So, you know, you, you've, got, you've got to go in there and look at it from a what-if scenario. Not only that, you know, you love it and want to do it actively, but what about that person who might want to buy his investment but does not want to operate it themselves? Got to make sure you have enough labor money in there. For sure. And then, you know, as far as, uh, you know, your, your evaluation, um, you, know, you know, typically an RV park, you know, let's just say that it generates, uh, you know, $100,000 of, you know, expendable income, you know, after all your operating expenses. Um, you know, a typical RV park will sell for anywhere from 10 to 12 times that, that number. So, you know, if it's generating a $100,000, you know, net operating income, you know, you're going to be looking at a, you know, a price somewhere, you know, in the 1 million to 1.2 million range, um, typically, uh, you know, on a ongoing, uh, you know, RV park. So, you know, that's kind of the parameters, um, and you know, there, there's a whole lot more that we could you know, discuss on the evaluation, but you know, it, it, and it's probably something that you know, if you have never evaluated a an RV park, you need to, you know, you know, talk to somebody else or you know, let us know. We can send you some basic uh, evaluation spreadsheets and some materials on on that, um, because it is you know a little bit different than any other type of investment. Um, but you know, typically an RV park will also have you know some additional amenities or you know bonuses for the on-site operator, and that's typically housing. Um, you know, you'll see a lot of RV parks where you've got this big RV park, and then you know, at the front or in the back, you have a real nice housing for the owner. So, you know, in fact, not only are you you're getting the income the RV park generates, but you're also getting free housing. You know, kind of like you would you know in a, a hotel as, as well. Right. That's another additional benefit sometimes. Sure. And let's talk about for the financing for a minute because that's also a little unique. Just like Dave said, the valuations are unique. The financing is also sometimes unique because a lot of RV parks are, are open to the seller financing it. So, you know, a lot of commercial real estate, if you want to buy it, it's all about getting a loan. It's all about going to banks and having the loan and having the credit. RV parks are a little different because a lot of them are owned by moms and pops. They own them free and clear, and they can pretty much do whatever they want. So many, many times the RV park owner, the mom-and-pop owner, they already imagine that to sell it they will have to carry the paper. So basically you're talking, uh, you know, a slightly less down payment than a bank would require, but even more importantly, probably normally no, no credit check at all. Uh, and often, you know, much more favorable terms. So that's that's again one one attraction of the RV park industry is the unique seller carry aspect on the financing, right? And you know if there is no seller carry financing, you know typically what you're looking at is uh, going to a local bank. Um, you know typically somewhere twenty to you know thirty thirty percent down is is the loan, and you know there are SBA loans out there for RV parks as well. So that's another option, right? Um, and also if the size of the deal is large enough, you don't have to go it alone. Uh, there are brokers out there like Security Mortgage Group that we do a lot of business with. Uh, we do a great job of doing the dog and pony show for you to the banks to help you get a loan, and they can also advise you as you go a little bit on whether that deal is bankable or not and some estimates on, on you know, what kind of parameters you're looking for on the loan. So, 
you know, that's another option for you out there is you know, Security Mortgage Group, which kind of does, does the work for you. For sure. All right, Dave, I guess we're going to the next break. But, again, we'll be back in a little bit. And this is Frank Crawford, Dave Reynolds with High Yield. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you are looking for the highest yielding niches in real estate, then go to Commercial Real Estate University at CREUniversity.com. This website is devoted to exploring the few niches of real estate that can still generate 20% plus returns on your money and offers you college-quality courses on how to locate, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around, and operate the hottest sectors of real estate today. Mobile home parks, billboards, RV parks, and self-storage. All of the materials are written and produced by Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds based on their experiences in over $150 million of real estate bought and sold. If you're looking for real estate investments that make more than low single digits, and if you're looking for 100% facts with no sales pitch, then go to CREUniversity.com or call 800-950-1364. That number again is 800-950-1364. Or visit the website at CREUniversity.com. Hi, I'm Kurt Kelly. President of Mobile Insurance. Mobile is a specialty investment property insurance agency. Parks, self-storage facilities, rental properties, commercial buildings. We offer the coverage you need, explained clearly, and low rates. Call us at 800-458-4320 or visit us at mobileagency.com because we understand how to insure investment properties. The affordability gap in this country is considerable. There are simply not enough affordable places to live for the millions of lowest income households. Jeff Mueller of Marcus and Millichap is one of the nation's top manufactured housing community brokers. As a specialist in the manufactured housing industry, please contact Jeff Mueller to help capitalize on the growing demand of affordable housing. Whether you're an investor looking to achieve double-digit returns or an owner considering expanding your position through a tax-deferred exchange, Jeff Mueller can help. Please call Jeff at 303-328-2049. That's 303-328-2049. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to High Yield with Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds. If you have a question or comment about our program this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to frank.rolfe at gmail.com. Now, back to High Yield. Welcome back to High Yield, the show that's devoted to exploring new paths to success in the troubled America. And today we're going over RV parks, everything you need to know about them to get a rough idea if that might be a high-yield opportunity for you. And our next section, we're going on to how to operate an RV park. Okay, great. Um, well, you know, basically, you know, the, op- the operation of an RV park is, uh, you know, it's, 
it's it's pretty simple. You know, you know, basically you have uh, you know, you have to you know, first of all you have to get the RVers in there. You know, which we can we'll, we'll go through. You know, advertising and such, and then you know once they get there, you've got to make sure they're hooked up and they pay and um, you know they get all the services you've promised and and then you have to have a way to check them out and you know get the lot ready for the next person. So you know, why don't we you know start off with advertising and you know, how to get an you know an RV into your park and. You know, we let Frank do that because he's the signage expert. Well, there you go. As we said a bit earlier, <clears throat> a key part of RV parks is, of course, having that great location with easy off, easy on off the highway. So, you know, whenever you're in that kind of situation, one of the key items you have is, in fact, signage. So every every RV park would need to have a really good entry sign, some nice banners, and potentially some billboards up and down the highway to let people know the RV park's coming up and where to exit. So signage would be, would be level number one. Uh, equally or more important today in the modern world is people searching RV parks out on the Internet. You'd want to have a very, very good website. You'd want to have very, very good visibility. If someone was to Google in RV park in Branson, Missouri, if you had a park in Branson, you'd want to be you know top of the list or definitely on that list when they, when they search you out. So that would also be key. It also helps if you've got an RV park sometimes to join the various clubs like Good Sam's and these different groups. Uh, that gets you on the radar screen of their members. Uh, often you have the concession to get on there is you have to offer a reduced rate or pay fees or different items. But that's also another another good idea. Right. And then you also those you know those uh, groups you know like Good Sam's and Woodalls and. You know, you know, trailer life, and you know all, all those different, you know, coast to coast, and you know those different groups. They they put out you know books, and you know they they make you guarantee that you'll you'll give a discount, but they also you know bring you a lot of traffic. So you know, it's very important to be a part of those if that's you know who you're marketing towards. Right, and, and the last I might throw out is you know a lot of folks, even despite the internet, they don't think that far ahead. You know, they're out there having fun. They're not. Some people are not the kind of folks that map everything out. In fact, they like to leave it a little free form. And for that reason, you would also want to have literature on your RV park at all of the various tourist information stands at the rest stops, chamber of commerce, things like that. Because a lot of people, despite the fact, sure, they could get out their computer, get out their iPad, and look at the RV parks. They just like to leave it a little loose. You're on vacation, and often they, they like to make you know snap decisions and they will often look at the literature inside that, that uh, you know, Welcome to the State of Arkansas building, and that's where they decide where to go. So you'd also want to have that in there as well. For sure. Okay, so, you know, once you, once you have the, you know, people come, come in, you know, to, to your park, you know, the next thing is, is, you know, you have to get them checked in and everything. And, you know, typically that is, you know, they they come into the office, and you know, if it's after hours, there may be some after hours procedures. But you know, they come in and register. Um, you you know, take a credit card, or you know, sometimes you'll take cash or check or whatever, and you uh, you know, show them a map of the park, and you know, either you direct them how to get there, and you know, what the procedure is to get set up, or you, uh, you actually have one of your staff, you know, take them over there and you know, show them where the lot is, and. And you know, make sure they get hooked up and backed in, and you know, and all of that. So it's a pretty simple procedure. You know, you just have to make sure that you, you know, you're you're putting a you know a 50 amp you know RV on a lot that has a 50 amp breaker, and you know you know not a, a 40 foot RV on a 
you know, you don't want to put a 40-foot RV on a 20-foot lot. You just have to make sure you know what, you know, what fits and, you know, what, what each RV needs and, and all of that. So it's a pretty simple process. All right. And also pretty simple is just the relationship between the RV park owner and the customer. Because, again, what you're renting is you're renting a little piece of land, you're renting a location, you're renting often some amenities. But, you know, once they're, once they're in there, they're pretty much on their own. It's kind of like, you know, the lodging industry. So, uh, you know, your, your, your job, your duty has for the most part ended once you get them in on the right spot and checked in and, 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 and they're fee paid, you know, then, then you're on to the next problem. So, you know, one nice thing about RV parks is you don't own the RVs. You just own the land. So you don't have to get involved in such issues as maintenance on the RVs or, you know, why is the air conditioner not working? Um, but but basically, the, the, those are kind of in a nutshell are, are what your typical you know operational duties are. Now you know what what works and what doesn't work in an RV park. You know that there's there's a lot of things in RV parks that definitely do work, and that's why you see the same thing over and over again in RV parks all across America. Obviously. Uh, amenities are one item. Many people in RV parks, they want to have a pool, they want to have a little convenience store, they want to have a pavilion. Yeah, shuffleboard. Uh, shuffleboard, basketball court, things like that. That's why you see those everywhere. A lot, a lot of RV park owners have also now learned that many people who want to stay there don't have an RV, but they will rent these little cabins, things like that. So many of them have those, or at least one little area or street of those somewhere inside the RV park. Those seem to work. Um, you know, pull through lots, which we're no point going into the complexity of that. But in other words, modern RVers they want to basically just pull right in that lot, as opposed to the old style, which were kind of these back-end lots. So those work. You know, there's there's many things that work, and and to, to get a really good feel for what an RV park's all about, if you just simply go in a a major RV park in a major market that has a label like, you know, KOA or some of the better known brands, they'll give you a good idea of what works. What, what doesn't work that we've seen, the first, first thing that doesn't work is just a bad location. You know, you just, you can't, as Dave said on the front end, you, you just can't really fix that. So if you are five miles off the highway, you, you're going to die because just no, no one is going to search you out unless you just have some unbelievable destination appeal. Like you are the, you know, you are the, 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 on the nicest beach in Michigan or something. Then maybe someone will search you out. But traditionally, you, you've, you've got to have a great location, you know, because a, a bad location just doesn't work. Another thing that doesn't work is someone who buys an RV park with the intent of being a hands-on operator and then, and then doesn't end up enjoying or doesn't have the time to do it. So, you know, if, you, if you're going to make the commitment to buy an RV park and be the owner-operator, then by heavens you have to do that. You can't just sign up for that program and then later decide that it bores you or, you know, you go get a job. So, you know, the, the, best, the best RV parks that we know of, despite a few of the really large chains, are RV parks where you have an individual who just loves the business, loves people, loves all the varied things of, during the day that, he, that they do, and it really shows, and I'm sure Dave, you've you've seen those, right? Yep, yeah, I've seen those. And you know, I might just add add one other thing that you know what really doesn't work is you know you you cannot you cannot have an RV park that does not have a good entrance. You know, if somebody's driving up there and you know the the entrance looks horrible. There's weeds growing everywhere, and 
nothing's painted. You know, you're you're not going to have somebody bring in a you know hundred or three hundred thousand dollar RV into your park and staying there. You, you've got to make sure that you're maintaining everything, and that's very very important on, on those first impressions. Yeah, and that's a really good point because you know a lot a lot of people don't realize you know how much these RVs cost. But there are RVs out there on the road right now that cost up to a million dollars. So these are very discriminating customers on the upper end. And even even the middle of the road RV, Dave, is what? Yeah. Fifty grand? Fifty to you know, hundred grand for you know right. for a motorhome. Yeah. So so I mean you you know, these are these folks are gonna demand a a a high quality, very appealing entrance or they just drive on down the road. For sure. You know, they, they they don't have to go there. There there are other options they can go to, so so you have to make it look good as Dave says. Uh, as far as a typical day in the life of an RV park owner, you know, it, it's it's just a mixed bag of duties. You, you you wear many, many hats as the R V park owner if you're an on site owner operator. So, you know, you you uh, run everything from the you know, the salesman when someone calls in, checking out your R V park versus another, now you're trying to to sell them to come to your RV park, so you're, you're a salesman. Uh, later on, you're the mayor of the RV park when the people come to check in, telling them all the wonders of the area and welcoming them. Later on, you might be a chef because you might cook up some kind of breakfast or dinner thing for people staying there. You might be the convenience store clerk, sells them bags of Fritos and waters and things like that. Later on, you're the maintenance guy roaming around looking for things to fix. You might be the mower. You know, just just you know, and 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 of course, at the end of the day, you're you're always the guy that's running the business. So you're the you're the CEO as well. But it's just it's just a lot a lot of different duties that that's what you seek. And a lot of people love those duties. They they love the mixture of duties. It just makes them they they just enjoy having a lot of varied duties throughout the day. For sure. And you know, what 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 is the right type of personality and you know goals for the job? You know. You know touched on it briefly before, but, you know, it's somebody that, you know, basically likes to do a whole lot of different things and uh, doesn't want to just be cooped in a, up in an office or, you know, doing, you know, one thing or, or you know, two things because you, you're going to have a whole lot of different duties. You know, things are going to pop up. You know, you might have to, you know, oversee a water leak or fix a water leak. You might have to, you know, fix your sign or, or you know, you know, help somebody get hooked up to to the water with a, you know, you know, different type of fitting or something like that. So there's just a whole lot of different things. You know, you might be the bookkeeper. Um, you know, just a lot of different things that, you know, as an RV park owner, you'll be doing every day, and you have to enjoy that challenge and, you know, you know, get up and, you know, and be motivated to, you know, to tackle it every single day. Right. Well, one, one final item quickly is that the uh, a big part of what we just described all happens in the great outdoors. So a good okay. RV park owner is also someone who really enjoys the outdoors. For sure. You know, so some of those duties are inside a building, but most of those are not. They're out off the golf cart or definitely out the, out, out, outside. So you love the outside. RV parks are great for you. Uh, okay, we're going to go to break now. Again, this is Frank Roth and Dave Reynolds with High Yield. We'll be right back talking about RV parks. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. If you are looking for the highest yielding niches in real estate, then go to Commercial Real Estate University at CREUniversity.com. This website is devoted to exploring the few niches of real estate that can still generate 20% plus returns on your money. 
and offers you college-quality courses on how to locate, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around, and operate the hottest sectors of real estate today. Mobile home parks, billboards, RV parks, and self-storage. All of the materials are written and produced by Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds based on their experiences in over $150 million of real estate bought and sold. If you're looking for real estate investments that make more than low single digits, and if you're looking for 100% facts with no sales pitch, then go to CREUniversity.com or call 800-950-1364. That number again is 800-950-1364. Or visit the website at CREUniversity.com. The affordability gap in this country is considerable. There are simply not enough affordable places to live for the millions of lowest income households. Jeff Mueller of Marcus and Millichap is one of the nation's top manufactured housing community brokers. As a specialist in the manufactured housing industry, please contact Jeff Mueller to help capitalize on the growing demand of affordable housing. Whether you're an investor looking to achieve double-digit returns or an owner considering expanding your position through a tax-deferred exchange, Jeff Mueller can help. Please call Jeff at 303-328-2049. That's 303-328-2049. Hi, I'm Kurt Kelly, President of Mobile Insurance. Mobile is a specialty investment property insurance agency. Parks, self-storage facilities, rental properties, commercial buildings. We offer the coverage you need, explained clearly, and low rates. Call us at 800-458-4320 or visit us at mobileagency.com because we understand how to insure investment properties. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to High Yield with Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds. If you have a question or comment about our program this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Frank. Dot Rolf at gmail.com. Now, back to High Yield. Welcome back to High Yield, the show that tells you new ways to make money in a troubled America. And today we've been devoting the show to RV parks and uh, the ins and outs of making money and having a good quality of life with RV parks. This next segment, we're going to want to go over some other ideas if you don't want to actually own an RV park or what are some different derivations of RV park. You know, we told you on the front end, the uh, the amazing statistic, there's 10,000 people a day right now retiring thanks to the baby boom. So if you if you believe that out of those 10,000 a day, a good percent will, in fact, buy or hit the road with the RVs they have, then the other questions are how else can you play the industry? And the first topic here would be selling RV park spaces. This is something that Dave has done very successfully. And Dave, tell us, tell us how you sell RV park spaces off. Well, you know, you know what you what you find sometimes is you you know, and these are more on the seasonal type of RV parks that we talked about in the very beginning, where you know people go there for the winter or you know sometimes in the summer. We've done it both ways, and you know they they want to have their own lot to come back to. So you know, basically, instead of having an RV park where you're renting the lots, you 
you sell those lots or you do some type of a you know co-op or a condo conversion type deal and you actually sell the lots to the the people that'll be there you know once you know you know for the whole season or you know if they want to come for weekends or whatever uh, and you know that is a model that successfully works if you're in the right location where you have that type of demand and people want to you know go there and improve their own RV lot and you know have it you know have that certain lot every time they come back to that park. So, you know, it is, you know, it, it can be very profitable, you know, but it, it, that one is all about, uh, you know, the demand and the location and, you know, really the, you know, the, the cost and you know, how, how do you really get a sales uh, process you know, into place. And, you know, that would take, you know, hours and hours to go through. But, you know, it is an opportunity, you know, that you can you look at, you know, in some cases. Sure, uh, and Dave, give an example. Like when people buy an RV park space, for example, some of the ones you did. What does an RV park space sell for? Um, on the ones that we did, we were doing them down in Arizona. Um, we were selling them for you know anywhere from like twenty thousand a space, and you know up to you know thirty thousand a space. And now those same lots are trading, you know, you know back, you know, between people for around fifty thousand a space. So you know, it's actually you know the value has increased for them. But we sold right. you know, quite a few, so we were down on the lower end of price. Sure. So again, that's one. That's another way to to, to cut the apple here, the RV industry. Uh, another way is you know in in the mobile home park industry, which you know Dave, Dave and I are the 20th largest owner of parks in the U.S. What we have throughout most of our parks, either an RV section or RVs inside the park. And so, if you believe that that you know the RV industry is right at the cutting edge of, of significant growth, another way to play it without having to have a a, a 100% focused RV park is to have a mobile home park that has RV in it, and uh, yeah, yeah, that, that gives you a little, little more diversity. Yeah. What what you know what what the nice thing about the you know the RV park you know if you have you know say you know 10 mobile home lots or you know something like that in there. You know, you're you have that stable base of income. You know, so you have you know ten people paying you every month. You know, throughout the whole year, and then you, you know maybe you're making a lot you know more money on the RV park side of it, but you always have that guaranteed you know you know payment coming in. And you know sometimes you'll have apartments or other things that you can rent out as well. But you know, it is a you know a little bit more stable income that you can count on, and you see that quite often in RV parks. Right, and also let, let's just say you found a mobile home park that's fifty percent mobile home spaces and fifty percent RV spaces, and the mobile home park portion is full and doing fine, but the RV park section is doing terrible because the owner doesn't know how to market it or doesn't try in the least. You know, it might be a real good opportunity for you because you could potentially buy the park based on just the mobile home park section, with it paying you know the bills and paying the manager and everything else. And then go in and fine tune and ramp up that RV sales. So it gives you a chance to get it, maybe get in the door with with a, with a, a more stable income, which mobile home parks often offer, uh, particularly in seasonal areas where the, you know often mobile homes could be could be year round for people who work there. And then play off the fact that you're you're going to go your your whole turnaround is to go in and get the RV park up and up and going. So that's a, that's a, you know another way you can play the industry. A third way. Is through RV storage, which you know, every time I get on I-55 and drive to St. Louis, from where my small town here in southeast uh, Missouri, you know, I drive by some gigantic uh, RV storage areas. And uh, again, as people buy RVs, many people cannot store the RV on property. There's a city rule against it, where they just have nowhere to park it. 
so they will often store them because obviously they're very, very large uh, at, at these self-storage centers that have these very large RV sections. And, you know, it, it would be another way to play, play the industry without, you know, physically owning an RV park. Right. And, you know, kind of, kind of going along with that storage um, is, you know, you see quite a few RV parks out there um, that have, you know, developed you know, little mini storage buildings on site, um, you know, because a lot of these people that do come back year after year, they, they want to have a place to store store things. And you also have the, the full-time manager in there in the park already. You have a good location probably. And so you can actually add that storage business on top of the RV park quite easily um, because you're already staffed for it. So um, it's a great add-on business for the RV park. Right, exactly. And, and let's talk for a few minutes just a quick summary on the RV park industry. Obviously, this is just a little tasting of it. We need to do further research on it to really see if it would fit for you or not. But at the end of the day, what you have is you have a business that is built around the the seem-to-be-booming I mean, it already is booming, but with, with 10,000 folks a day, it's going to be more booming. Uh, the aspect of America that likes to, when they vacation and travel, utilize their RV to get from point A to point B. And it's a business that you can often get, you know, really good buys on because moms and pops own them. They can often self-finance it. And if you're the right kind of operator who really enjoys the industry and wants to get out there and where the many hats that an operator would do, you can often get a really, really good deal with really good financing and really improve your quality of life. So it's, it's a double high yield on this week's show. It's high yield on the income side based on the return on your investment. It's also high yield on your life and your lifestyle because many, many of the RV park owners I talk to, you know, just love being an RV park owner. I mean, they, they would absolutely do it for free and they just can't believe that they not only get to do it, but they actually make good money doing it. Yep, for sure, uh, and, and you know, for for next week's show, we'll give you a little preview on that as well. The uh, you know, w- again, our show is devoted to showing you how to have a a good life in bad times here in this troubled U.S. economy. Uh, the next two shows, we're going to be talking about starting your own business. Uh, it's something that Dave and I have done our entire lives. Uh, I mean, I, I've actually never held a, a regular job. I started my first business the day I got out of college, and. I think Dave yours was in high school, correct? Right, yep. Or actually right. before high school. Yeah, so so we're going to be showing you how how to have a high yield. Even in today's trouble world, there are still lots and lots of opportunities to start and run businesses. And the neat part of that is it can build you up multiple streams of income. It can fill the role of a part-time job. It can fill the role of a full-time job. Just all, all kinds of different ways to dice and splice it and have a very high yield with it. And again, uh, we really appreciate you coming in, uh, you know, this this week for the show. We'll be back again next week with uh, part one on starting your own business. And this is Frank Roth and Dave Reynolds uh, signing off for High Yield. Thanks again for tuning in to High Yield. Please join Frank and Dave next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great and profitable week.